0: Chronicles... Chapter... What chapter are we in? Chapter 9. Chapter 9, First Chronicles. It's interesting. In First Chronicles 8, we... Was it 8? Or 7? Seven, 7. We talked about Issachar's descendants. And it came up in my counseling session. I can't remember if I said this on the last episode, but apparently... Issachar's family had the ability to under car had the ability to understand the times, and what was going on during that time, to understand prophecy, and related to what was about to happen to Saul. Anyway, I need to read more in depth about that, but yeah, it just came up with my counseling session. My counselor was like, "Yeah, if you compare a good." somebody with a good prophetic gift with also the gifting of it's a car that understands the times of what's going on then it's like a match made in heaven it was interesting too i i really have to preface that my gifting is not really teaching or preaching i really am more of an evangelist and encourager i hate to even use that term evangelist because it gets people get all like caught up in titles but like i really enjoy telling people just seeing people going throughout their everyday life and just being like hey when's the last time you talked to jesus like just saying hey like that or do you have a relationship with jesus This and uh and every single time i do that it's like very humbling because i really half the time i don't feel like doing it and the other half and usually i don't even know what i'm going to say when i go to walk up to somebody and i'm i don't always expect there to be a positive reaction but usually more times than not it's a positive reaction only that one percent of the time it's somebody like hey i don't want to be bothered right now i'm not interested don't talk to me it's happened before but it's not too often and uh And the hardest thing is not to come across as like sales. But anyway, back to the word. It's a car. I looked him up and he was the fifth, he was the fifth son of Leah and the ninth son of Jacob. He was the son of Leah and Jacob, but it's interesting. And five represents in the Bible grace, and nine is usually associated with the Holy Spirit or the gift. Yeah, I believe nine is the Holy Spirit. Anyway, there's there's something to that whole Issachar thing because it's now it came up in my counseling session, and then today I, right after yeah later on in the evening after my counseling session, I had no clue that I was going to be reading about Issachar. It's just cool when that happens, which brings me to my last final points before we get into this word. Uh, This if you go on the Bible app, it was so good today. But they were talking about uh, the guy was talking about. Well, yeah, the kid. All right. in the kids one, it was talking about how in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then the word became... I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation because I can't do it justice with my paraphrase. And then the word became flesh. Come on, man, don't. Let me turn my wife off. I think that's what's tripping me up here. So as I keep... I like the prefaces here and there. It's just like, hey, if there's something... Go read all this stuff for yourself. That's the main reason why I do True the Bible is to encourage folks to go read the Bible more on their own. And by doing a podcast and by broadcasting online if to this invisible audience, some people I know, but not everybody I know, it forces me to really to stay consistent with it outside of just my own Bible time reading, which I really need to do more, more of. This person got a Suzuki like my old Suzuki That looks just like the Suzuki I used to have That I didn't change the oil on And the yeah, engine died on me Crazy Alright here we go Yeah in the beginning the word This is John chapter 1 In the beginning the word already existed The word was with God And the word was God He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. I'm going to fast forward to verse 14. Then it says, so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son. He's talking about Jesus there. And what's wild, what's crazy is I had this thought. I don't know where it came from. This was when I woke up this morning. And it was right before I read the little children's stuff. Or I watched the little video. No. Yes. Okay. I was watching the children's. Children's Experience or whatever on the Bible app, right? There's a little thing and they do a little story mode. I encourage y'all to check it out. I was watching that. And he was reading John chapter 1, I believe. Like the verse, very first verse. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. The Word was God. And then I was like, hmm. If God was in the beginning, the beginning was the Word. The Word was was God and the the Word was with God. And talking about Jesus, then that means that's yeah that's then i i thought of that it was crazy because in my brain i connected the dots like i was thinking of that scripture that later i was like later on doesn't it say that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and then that was the children's verse it's all right it just blows my mind in my head for y'all listening and just not from pride what i'm saying probably is not registering but i connected the dots between those two verses and it was like yo because yeah later on there's this this bible study that i that i chose to do in the bible app they have these different um devotionals the devotional i selected I can't remember which one it was i selected it eh, i tell you it's a bible plan it's called uh making room making room by i don't know who this is by plan info making room by who made this c3syd Whoever that is. Anyway, just look up "Making Room" on the Bible app, and uh, yeah, I—that's what they were talking about. And anyway, this morning was interesting. Just those connect, kind of, and I was thinking—I just had this epiphany in my head. It was very plain. I know, it's something I know. But it just the light bulb went off today, where I was just like, "Oh, so Jesus was there in the beginning, of course, part of the Trinity. He was the Word, and then He, it wasn't enough for Him to just say words, just like people talk about how our kids more is caught than talk, like they 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 look at our actions more than what we say, and Jesus actually came down." to earth and he expressed the word. He was like, he actually expressed the word in human form. Like he did what the word says. He was loving, patient, kind. He exhibited all the attributes of God himself. And then he died and rose from the grave and he left his Holy Spirit and his Holy Spirit dwells, still dwells among us until that day when we all stand before him and there's a new heaven, a new earth and all that judgment time and all that and then we get to enjoy eternity. Anyway, where am I going with all this? It is, I don't know, I gotta let this marinate some more but it just made me just see just how alive the word is. The Bible is alive. Jesus is alive he is alive we kind of it's easy to think that Jesus just dwells at church in a building but it's like no he's like I had a little brief conversation or anytime I talk to people these young folks that I run into and I just ask them like, hey do you you ever ask Jesus in your heart and they'll be like I I don't I believe in Jesus but I don't go to church or anything or I've been going, going to church and I And I always want to say is like, but if you've accepted Jesus in your heart, you are the church and you carry Jesus and his Holy Spirit with you everywhere you go. It's almost like I have this radio in my car, but unless I actually turn it on, then I won't actually hear anything. I won't get any music. The same thing with him is like, it doesn't change the fact that I'm in that he's in me and around me, but do I have him actually turned on? And, and I don't know. It's, 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 it's blowing my mind. And then the second thing, I don't know. I got something I gotta let marinate some more because there's more to that. But I just I'm sharing from the heart. This things that are being revealed to me. The other thing on the Bible app today was that I've been dealing with is the whole. It was perfect. It was spot on because it was saying that. Um that we are saved by grace, not by our good works, because salvation is a free gift. That was in Ephesians 2. Man, why does my Bible have to be so, so slow right now? This Bible app has been like glitching on me a lot lately. Bible app. I don't know what y'all are doing. I don't know if there's a, Bible, a lot of people using it, this app. I don't think it's my phone. I think it's the app. Come on. I'm going to have to turn on my engine here in a minute because it's getting cold. Yes, Ephesians 2 verse 8 through 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can can boast. I've been struggling with that a lot. Ever since my whole situation in California, where I went into this club and thought I was in hell all night, it's like a lot of, there's this constant nagging Lie that comes in my mind, and oh, you're you know, you're destined for that, like that's where you belong. Like when the saints go marching into heaven, like you won't be part of that number. You know, that song, Oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, I want to be part of that number when the saints go marching in, oh, when the saints, so yeah, there's a lot of times I feel like, Oh. I'm not going to be part of that number because I've done this, 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 that and that. And all these people would say these things about you, you know, and question your salvation. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to be judged by any of those folks, even by myself. Thank God I'm not going to be the judge, because if I were my own judge, I'd be like, this Negro don't have no business being in heaven or it's not just heaven that we receive We get to receive an eternal There's a scripture that talks about um, I can't remember exactly where it is But it says yeah on that day Many will say you know I did this in your name I did that in your name I did this deed and that deed know, say depart from me I never knew you And That's one of the scariest verses to me Sometimes I'm like Does Would Jesus really say he knows me I mean, in my heart and based on the word of God, I know he knows me. And there's a bunch of scriptures I could quote that say, you know, you know, height, nor death, nor anything created can never separate me from his love. And just uh, this scripture right here that I'm saved by grace, not by anything that I've done. It's a free gift that I've already received. I received it once when I was six years old and I professed this faith multiple times since then until now 834 but there's this constant nagging still that says nope for some reason that gift that free gift you have you 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 missed out buddy you lost it when you did this this and this and that and so just to see that scripture today was very powerful for me that is by and i hope this helps somebody else that's struggling with their salvation or questioning their salvation and it's good to go find other scriptures that talk about salvation and it says, Yeah, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And it's because of this scripture, this is what allows us, empowers us, and gives us joy to do those good works that He has called us to or predestined for us before the foundation before the earth was even created. Cause sometimes, yeah, this will help you or helps me from just like trying to do a bunch of stuff and activities. Cause right now around Christmas time, there's a lot of volunteer things that you can, that I can get involved in or things that I can do or this compulsion to go to every single person I see and be like, Hey, do you know, Jesus, do you know, Jesus, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And machine gun the whole world. It's like, no peace. Allow the Holy spirit to lead you guide you and do those good works that he's called you to do that are assigned to you and you'll know them in your heart. And it won't be because you're trying to earn some merit badge from the Lord or a good grade from the Lord. You already get an A because of what Jesus did on the cross. So I hope that helps somebody. Was there one more, anything else with that? I just felt the need to go into that little tangent. Grace mercy p oh all right one more thing i had a dream last night and i don't remember any of the other parts of the dream but the dream i remember part of it that i remember right when i woke before i woke up was i was on this trapeze swinging from bar to bar and this trapeze was way up in the sky it was like i mean it was in the clouds it was kind of scary and it was over this water but i didn't i like I didn't really look down. I wasn't really concerned about what was down there. I just knew I was up high and I was kind of fearful of falling. And it was my, it was my actual earthly father that was with me at first. And my brother was in front of me. He was swinging on some bars before me, but then all of a sudden my brother disappeared and it was just me and this dude who I thought was my father. But I really think it was Jesus or somebody like him because all of a sudden, and we were like swinging on the same bar. Because at first he was swinging on a bar behind me, then he was swinging on a bar with me, and all right, and we're and we're like, I don't know if you ever seen trapeze, like a trapeze artist at a circus. I've only seen that kind of stuff at I went to uh, what's the name of them folks? Circus Ole, I think it's whatever it's called. Don't ask me how I ended up going to that. So random story, but all right, so. Yeah, we were swinging from bar to bar And I remember making the first two bars And then it came to like the third bar It was like the final bar It was the final bar before Finishing this little course or whatever And then getting ready to get off And I, we, me and this guy That was swinging on the same bar as me We missed the third bar I missed the third bar When I reached out for it My hand missed it But The guy with me Was like encouraging like, Aaron It's alright We're just gonna swing on back It's gonna take a minute <laughs> Cause it was a long distance We swung all the way forward And we swung back And then When it came time To get the next bar Bam Caught it And It was like Jubilation and excitement And then Lowered down and then there was some little creepy part that happened, like it woke me up, cause it was like it was part of. I was listening to my audio book, and I said something about smoky factories, and the guy was like, "Do you say smoky factories?" And then that, it was kind of creepy, and then that woke me up, cause that was a line in one of my in my book. Anyway, what I interpret from that that dream is that in life, life is a kind of like a trapeze. Course, an obstacle course, like the trapeze part. And there's these bars or these rings you have to catch along the way. And you can't look down and just know that, like, God is holding you. He's the one who's going to help you make it to the end. Like, He's not going to let you fall. And even if you may miss a bar, but that doesn't mean you fail. Like, I've missed. I've missed that final bar, that bar multiple times. If life was like a series of like obstacle courses like that with the trapeze, I've missed bars so many times, but you always get an opportunity to swing back and get the bar the next time. I don't know. I mean, I do know. At least that's how I interpreted it in my head. There could be more to it. I need to Google like what is trapeze being in your dream. All right. Enough of, uh, tangents let's go ahead and get into first chronicles is it chapter nine man it is freezing up in here i told you again cold we'll just do one up we'll just do one episode then i'll get going because i gotta start shopping for these folks is six seven eight yeah we're in chapter nine and this is a long chapter, so we're in uh, we're talking about the returning exiles, reading out of the New Living Translation. So, all Israel was listed in the genealogical records in the book of the kings of Israel, the returning exiles. The people of Judah were exiled to Babylon because they were unfaithful to the Lord. I just have to say, I've said this before, these same people that were unfaithful to the Lord. Jesus is referred to as as the Lion of Judah, the Lion of Judah, the Lion of Judah. And go back and read Judas, Judah, Judah, not Judas, Judah, thirty chapter Genesis chapter thirty eight, Genesis chapter thirty eight. Read about Judah, and then read every example of the people of Judah, the tribe of Judah, every time they were unfaithful to the Lord, and these same people Jesus attaches his name to. It's funny because in America, in our world. Uh, I just have to say this real quick. Like, okay, if you're if you're a celebrity and you have all these endorsements, and let's say you got an endorsement with Nike, you got an endorsement with Doublemint chewing gum, you got an endorsement with Gatorade. Say it's me. I'm this this celebrity. As soon as I do one thing that makes a bunch of people angry or is controversial controversial or commit some kind of crime you name it anything to shame my name and bring in it's and i'm attached to all these companies they gonna drop me like a fly you can go out there right now and look i'm not gonna name no names but there's example after example after example of people out there in the limelight who are famous who have done things who have done things to defame their name and as a result and brought shame on their family, their family name, and as a result have lost endorsements with companies because companies don't want to associate, be associated with that person and it hurts. It makes them look bad. And so it just blows my mind that Jesus Never says, "Hmm, Aaron, you did this, you did that, you did that." I heard about that. I heard about that time you went to jail. I heard about that time you did. You know, you you know, you name the sin, fill in the blank. I ain't got to list all. I'm not gonna list all my sins right now. But it's to say, I've done some stuff that I'm not proud of. Right? Jesus has never said, "Ah, oh, he's not part of my family." I'm not with well, Judah. He didn't say I'm. he's not part of my family I'm just gonna cut him off he didn't say that and with David he didn't say oh, he's not part of my family I'm not endorsing him anymore he attaches his name to David and it calls himself Jesus is referred to as the son of David That's one of his many names and he's also called the lion of Judah all right I think I beat a dead horse enough or this drum whatever you want to call it all right. I decided to say that the people of Judah were exiled to Babylon because they were unfaithful to the Lord. They were unfaithful, but the Lord is always faithful. The first of the exiles to return to their property in their former towns were priests, Levites, temple servants and other Israelites. Some of the people from the tribes of Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim and Manasseh came and settled in Jerusalem. Go back and read about Judah and just do name searches about Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim and Manasseh. They have some cool stories. Verse four, one family that returned was that of, I got it. I got to turn on my heat. Damn, yeah, because it's cold. Baby is cold outside. Turn this down this a little bit. One family that returned was that of Uthai, son of Amahud, son of Amri, son of Emri, son of Bani, a descendant of Perez, son of Judah. Others returned from the Shilonite clan, including Asaiah, the oldest, and his sons from the Zerahite clan, Jehu, returned with his relatives. In all, 690 families from the tribe of Judah returned. From the tribe of Benjamin came Selu, son of Meshalam son of Hodaviah, son of Hassanua, Ibnea, son of Jeroham, Ella, son of Uzi, son of Mikri, and meshalam son of Sheph shephetiah son of reu son of Ibnijah. these men were all leaders of clans and they were listed in their genealogical records in all 956 families from the tribe of benjamin returned the returning priest among the priests who returned were Jedediah, jehoi or com rib Jachin, Azariah, son of Hilkiah, son of Meshulam, son of Zadok, son of Meroth, son of Ahitub. Azariah was the chief officer of the house of God. Other returning priests were Adaiah son of Jeroham, son of Pasher, son of Malchijah and Mesai, son of Adiel, son of Jezera, son of Meshulam, son of Meshulamith. Son of Emmer in all one thousand seven hundred sixty priests returned. They were heads of clans that were able men. They were responsible for ministering at the house of God. Gotta warm up my hands. Ooh, my goodness! Pause. Freeze. The returning Levites, verse 14. The Levites who returned were Shemaiah, son of Hashab, son of Azrakam, son of Hashabiah, a descendant of Merari, Bakbaker, Bakbacar, Haresh, Galal, Galal, Madaniah, son of Micah, son of Zikri, son of Asaph, Obadiah, son of Shemaiah, son of Galal, son of Jeduthun and Berechiah, son of Asa, son of Elkanah, who lived in the area of Netophah. The gatekeepers who returned were Shalem, Aekop, Talmon, Ahiman, and their relatives. Shalom was the chief gatekeeper. Prior to this time, they were responsible for the king's gate on the east side. These men served as gatekeepers for the camps of the Levites. Shalom was the son of Kor, a descendant of Abiasaph, from the clan of Korah I remember Korah was the one that led the rebellion against Moses and wasn't a good idea and got sucked into the ground he and his relatives the Korahites were responsible for guarding the entrance to the sanctuary just as the ancestors had guarded the tabernacle in the camp of the Lord Phinehas son of Eleazar had been in charge of the gatekeepers in earlier times and the Lord had been with him but there's more than there's multiple. I think there's at least two. I think there's three Fenihases. So go back and research hang on which one this is they're talking about. And later, Zechariah, son of Meshelemiah, Michelle was responsible for guarding the entrance to the tabernacle. tabernacle. Verse 22: In all, there were 212 gatekeepers in those days, and they were listed according to the genealogies in their villages. David and Samuel the seer had appointed their ancestors because they were reliable men. Wow. That says a lot. It's reliable. It's good to be re- reliable. Someone was just talking about the pastor's granddaughter was talking about how nobody's reliable at her job and just in the world. Ah. Uh. That's my prayer. Lord, help me to be a reliable person. Reliable in the things that you have called me to be reliable in. Cause some things, the reason why a lot of people aren't reliable is because they're in places and doing things that we're not supposed to be doing. All right. These gatekeepers, this is my opinion. Verse 23 These gatekeepers and their descendants, not on purpose or not walking in our destiny. But as you seek the Lord, He'll guide you and lead you along your destiny. And Help you to focus. Verse twenty to three, and then you, then you can be reliable because you're you're gonna have a lot of unction and desire to do those things, you know. Anyway, I know sometimes life is filled with things that you don't want to do, but if it's on purpose, then you'll still do it anyway. If it's like has a, if it's part of your divine purpose and your calling and fits in line with that, or just you feel like led by the spirit say hey, aaron it's okay for you to do this or fill in the blank whoever you are you'll just have unction to do it these gatekeepers and their descendants by their divisions worse or if you don't have the energy or the power necessary to do it you can call on the lord and he'll give it to you or he'll send other people along the way to help you do it to accomplish whatever that is All right, verse 23, these gatekeepers and their descendants by their divisions were responsible for guarding the entrance to the house of the Lord when that that house was a tent. The gatekeepers were stationed on all four sides, east, west, north, and south. Their relatives and the villagers came regularly to share their duties for seven-day periods. The four chief gatekeepers, all Levites, were trusted officials for they were responsible for the rooms and treasuries at the house of God. They would spend the night around the house of God since it was their duty to guard it and to open the gates every morning. Could you imagine if that was your job? Every day you gotta open the gate. I don't know if they wanna give me that job, because sometimes I'll be I might be kind of late getting to the gate. <laughs> like, hey. Why is the gate not open yet? Uh, Aaron, Aaron five, ten minutes late. He He on Aaron time. Verse 28. Some of the, he moves at his own pace. Some of the gatekeepers were assigned to care for the various articles used in worship. They checked them in and out to avoid any loss. Others were responsible for furnishings. The items in the sanctuary and the supplies such as choice flour, wine, olive oil, frankincense, and spices. But it was the priest who blended the spices. Mm. Mattathiah a Levite and the oldest son Of Shalom, the Korahite Was Entrusted with baking the bread used In the offerings he was a baker And some members of the clan Of Kohath were in charge of preparing the Bread to be set on the table each Sabbath day and they were like Servers or waitstaff Butless Verse 33, the musicians, all prominent Levites, lived at the temple. They were exempt from other responsibilities since they were on duty at all hours. <laughs> all these men lived in Jerusalem. They were the heads of Levite families and were listed as prominent leaders in their genealogical records. I think I would like to be a musician. It's like you don't have to do any real work, but you just got to be available to play the music at any time. I'm guessing that's how that reads uh, what they're saying there all right we're almost done king Saul's family tree jail the father of gibeon lived in the town of gibeon his wife's name was maka and his oldest son was named Abden. Jael's other sons were zur kish Baal, near nadab some days i want to say ball other days i want to say Baal. today we want to say Baal. I really need to look up this word I think it's pronounced Baal Because I say it so much or I have to say it so much Baal, Ner, Nadab, Gador Or Gador Ohio Not to be confused with Ohio Zechariah and Mikloth Mikloth was the father of Shemaim. All these families lived near each other In Jerusalem Ner was the father of Kish Kish was the father of Saul Saul was the father of Jonathan Malchushua Abinadab and Ishbel Jonathan was the father of Mirabel Mirabel was the father of Micah the sons of Micah were Pithon Melech Terea, and Ahaz Ahaz was the father of Jada Jada was the father of Elameth Maveth and Zimri Zimri was the father of Mosa. Moza was the father of Benaiah Benaiah's son was Raphiah's Rephiah. son was Eliaza Eliaza's son was Azel. Azel had six sons whose names were Azrakam, Bokaru, Ishmael, Shariah, Obadiah, and Hanan. These were the sons of Azel. Uh, is this the same Ishmael? This is, has to be a different Ishmael than jacob's ishmael this is a different one because it says Eliah's son's son was Azel, then Azel has six sons so yeah this once again there's another example of how there's more than one of the same name all throughout the bible so you constantly got to differentiate or be like separate like, okay which one are we talking about which ishmael are we talking about all right dear lord thank you for this word thank you for this day to order our steps, lead us, guide us, transform our minds, and soften our hearts to be sensitive to those things you do, you have called us to be sensitive to. Thank you all that your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, and thank you all that your salvation is a free gift, freely given, not that it doesn't come from our works or our good deeds, so that none of us can boast. None of us can boast While we go to heaven It's only because of what Jesus did on the cross So thank you for that And we look forward to seeing you do some mighty Miraculous great things Today and every moment of our lives Till it's time for us Each of us to check up out here In Jesus' mighty name I pray Amen Alright I'll holler at y'all later I'll probably be back God willing Around I don't know, five, six, seven, we'll see. I really want to go back home and go back to sleep. That's part of me is like, why in the world did I get up so early? What did that lady's car say earlier? On her license plate, it said... It will come to me. Anyway, all right, deuces.